You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. It's still January. It's still our anniversary month. We're celebrating four years of doing this podcast. So make sure you guys go check out our new website, blessedandbossedup.com. You can search old episodes. You can search trust or uh, studying God's word, anything that you want more information on or anything you want to see if we've done an episode on it in the last four years, because most of the thing questions that I get I get asked these days, we've done either one episode or multiple episodes about them. So that's my favorite feature of the new website is just your ability as listeners and just people to be able to go and find an episode. If we are, there's a guest that we had that you want to re-listen to their episode, you can search their names and it'll pop up. And of course, our merch is available. The God is my CEO shop is available on our website. So just go to blessedandbossedup.com to get all of the things. We have mugs, shirts, um, hoodies, cropped hoodies, wall art, all of the things. So go to blessedandbossedup.com for that. All right, let's dive into today's episode. The title of today's episode is called, Are You Being Used for Your Intended Purpose or Purposes? Now, this episode, and I just want to reiterate why last week's episode was so important about revelation being the missing key to your next level living, because this episode today came from revelation. And as I was going throughout my week, I have been uh, writing my book. I've been working on some things with Anchor Media that we're doing. And so I've, me and my team have been really busy with a bunch of different things that we have going on. But as I was writing my book, I'm finishing up the next section to send over to the publishing team. And so I was like, man, this is why revelation is so important because I got notes in my phone, things that God has revealed to me is stuff that comes up as I'm reading my Bible. And then I go to the back of my Bible where I can dive deeper into different words and stuff like that. Cause I tell you guys all the time about a good study Bible where I'm able to dive deeper into things. And it's just like all of these revelations are coming together to paint this wonderful picture that I'm translating into text for this book. And I was like, man, this, and I cannot wait to get into it. <laughs> Even like my life experiences, things that I'm going through right at the moment that align perfectly with what I'm writing about. Like it can only be God. And I cannot wait until I'm done. And I can really like break down what we talking about in this book to you guys and really just go in about this whole process because my eyes were just open again to how important revelation is and how no person has my answer and no expert has my direct answer. And I utilize experts. I'm in a coaching program right now. I utilize experts, but what they're giving me has to be uh, filtered through revelation or what they're giving me has to then I have to go to God. So a good example of this was um, we had a call with the coaching program that I'm in last week. And well, it's Sunday. So a couple days ago, Friday, 
afterward, like I got, I went through all the, the work I got, uh, I went through the whole session that we had. I got all of these different notes and things like that. So after we were done, I didn't get straight to work. I was like, okay, this is some really amazing information. Like this person is extremely knowledgeable. Um, so let me take a step back. So I went and I took a shower and I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, how does this now filter into what you have me building? Because somebody else cannot paint the picture of what it is that I'm building. They have experience, they have wisdom, they have revelation, and they have all of these education and a track record and receipts. They have all these amazing things, but who is the author of my destiny? Is God. Who knew me? And, and my plans or the plans he has for me and what my life is supposed to look like is God. And so I have to always take this information back to him to see the, what the revelation is for how I'm supposed to apply it. And so, again, I can't stress to you guys enough about how important revelation is. Even this podcast, like we've been able to take episodes and post them years later and they still be relevant because God is not time sensitive, right? He's omnipresent. He is everywhere. He knows everything. He's the alpha and the omega. So when you have, and you operate from a place of revelation, that's when you start to do the unthinkable, obtain the unobtainable, walk in a level of joy and peace and prosperity and abundance that you didn't know was possible, that is so specific to you. And I think that's what I love the most about Revelation is how specific it is, right? It's, we talked about last week, and I'm not going to reteach, but we talked about last week how it's an uncovering. So if you guys did not understand the importance of Revelation last week, I want you guys to pause this. Go re-listen to last week's episode because that's what you need. You don't need another course. You don't need another room on Clubhouse. You don't need another page to follow. You need revelation and revelation comes from God himself. And revelation is how we got into this episode. So as I told you guys before, God has really just been showing me so many and revealing so many different things, especially or more specifically as I've been writing my book. And um, this particular part of my book had me back in Exodus reading about Moses. And so I was reading, right? Let me like, like, can we pull up a seat y'all? Let's, let's chat because this was so good to me. He showed something to me and not only did he show it to me, but he actually sent, told me to send it to, um, someone that I know because this was very relevant for what she's doing as well. And so I just basically um, sent over the revelation that I got and then also what God wanted me to share with her. But check this out, y'all. I'm in Exodus, right? I have read Exodus a few times. We've done podcast episodes about uh, Exodus and Moses and things like that. So this is not my first time here, but this is the beauty of revelation because you can go back to the same place and see something differently and something that applies to a different season that you're in. And so I'm going to actually read you the text that I sent to her. So I said, Hey, 
I have my Bible open as I'm writing away at a chapter of this book and this dropped in my spirit to share with you. And I took this out of my study Bible. And so it says, when God called Moses, he didn't change who or what Moses was. He didn't give Moses new abilities and strength. Instead, he took Moses's characteristics and molded them until they were suited to his purposes, his as in God's capital H. God takes what he created in the first place and molds it to be used for its intended purposes. And this was so good to me, especially because it said God didn't give Moses anything that he didn't already have. He just molded it so that it can be used for its intended purposes. And so what I want you guys to do, like the assignment of this show, y'all, if y'all been listening longer than a week, y'all know me enough to know, I want you to do things. (laughs) I'm not trying to pump you up to do nothing. I want you to do things that get you back to your father's feet and that ultimately improves your life. And so what I want you to do is I want you guys to pray this week and ask God, how do I use what you have given me for its intended purpose? Now, if we look up the word intended, just a regular dictionary definition, it means planned or meant. Some similar words include deliberate, intentional, calculated, conscious, premeditated, pre-planned, pre-arranged, preconceived, predetermined. You see where we're going here? We use the scripture all the time and I say it all the time that he knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb. He has plans to prosper us, not to harm us and to give us hope in the future. He has it all figured out. We were created for a purpose, but because life happens and because a lot of times our parents didn't raise us necessarily in the wisdom of God, we get away from our intended purpose, or we may have our own hopes and dreams and desires for the different gifts that God has given us. And so now we have taken something that had, uh, who's, use was pre-planned and have used it for our own um, goals and ambitions as opposed to taking it back to its intended purposes. This episode is brought to you by Super Lucky. I know we're at the top of the year and it's a lot of conversation about getting your body in check and your body in shape and all of those good things, but it's also important to keep your mind sharp. And you can do that through this awesome game called Word Collect. Word Collect is a puzzle app and it's free. Word Collect has over 2000 levels so that you never get bored. It starts easy, but then it gets harder as you get better. Word Collect is a fun way to keep your mind sharp and grow your vocabulary. Challenge yourself with this super fun brain game. Right now, Word Collect is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. I personally love word collecting any type of puzzle app because it allows me to, like they say, increase my vocabulary, learn different words, have fun and keep my mind occupied as opposed to just mindlessly scrolling on social media or something like that. Keeps my mind and my brain sharp, just like I'm trying to keep this body sharp. Okay, (laughs) so stop mindlessly scrolling through social media and keep your mind sharp too. just go to Apple or Google store and search for word collect. So if you're like me and you want to get fit in a new year with both your mind and body, go to Word Collect. 
So again, you just go to the Apple store or the Google store and search for word collect. Let's get back to the show. And so we talked about in an episode before about how purpose has become so selfish because a lot of times we say, I want to find my purpose. I want to live in my purpose. And it's because we want to get some sort of fulfillment from something or it's because we want to feel we, I, me. It's very self-centered while we're looking for purpose, but our purpose and not only our purpose as people, but the get the purposes of the gifts that God has given us, the quirks, the traits, the characteristics, and the attributes that God has given us, those things have a purpose as well. Moses led the people of Israel out of bondage and into the promised land. He, he's one of the most popular and influential prophets in the Bible. He is an excellent example of leadership. All of that was pre-planned. And in order for him to see that ultimate purpose through, it really, it was a mind blowing moment to me that God didn't have to give Moses anything different. He just needed to mold what was already there into its intended purpose. He just needed to take what he already gave Moses. He knew when he gave Moses the stutter, when he gave Moses these different things, he knew that those things would be useful for his ultimate purpose. But somehow he got away from using those things for what they were intended to be. And so in order for his purpose, for his life to be carried out, God had to then go back and mold those individual characteristics I hope you guys are following me here because this was so mind blowing to me because a lot of us, we live and we feel like we have to become something different in order to please God or in order to do the thing that he called us to do. Now there is change involved, right? He said he molded. So there is change involved, but not to where you have to totally become someone else. The change is to get you back to your predetermined state. Is to take what we have a cause to become something else and get it back to what its intended purpose is. So again, I want you guys to pray this week and ask God, how do I use this blank that you gave me? How do I use this sarcasm, this wit that you've given me? How do I use this loud mouth that you've given me? How do I use this weird sense of humor that you've given me? How do I use this supernatural level of creativity that you've given me? How do I use this oddness that you've given me for its intended purpose? I do want to warn you though, that when you pray this prayer and you truly seek for God to mold you back into your intended purpose or mold things into its intended purpose, be ready to go through a season of dismantling. Because the reason why so many of us get off from who God is, predained us to be or predetermined or predestined us to be is because of life and life circumstances and maybe the way that we were raised or our cultures and the things of this world like the enemy is the god of this world and he is good at his job and so again this molding process or this dismantling process is necessary because god has to strip us of all of the junk we've accumulated the muzzle that we've accumulated based off of our trauma. He has to dismantle that. He has to dismantle the mindset that we've, that we have adopted based off of whatever limiting beliefs may have been placed on us. We have to break out of religion and the bondage that religion often puts us in, in order to truly experience the freedom of relationship with him. 
Now your molding is going to be different depending on what you've been through, your life circumstances, your culture, your background like is going to be different, but a dismantling process has to take place. And this is the place where so many of us allow ourselves to be consumed by our emotions because we're so caught up in how painful it can be because let's be real, it hurts. It hurts to deal with those things that you would rather leave buried, but that is necessary for true freedom. Right. So it is going to hurt It's going to be whatever your process may be. It may be going to therapy It's going to be painful. But the end result of that is freedom. The end result is you being molded into what and who you were predestined to be. It's instead of it's you facing your trauma so that instead of using your mouth to speak death, to speak negatively, you're now using your mouth to speak life. So now you're dealing with or this dismantling may look like you dealing with the fact that you don't have good relationships with women. I hear this a lot with with women is that, oh, I don't don't have a lot of female friends or I can't hang around women. All of my friends are guys. Like there is a root cause to that. And there that needs to be addressed so that you can be used to lead nations of women so that you can be used to build massive communities of women. So your dismantling process may look different. Mine, it looked different in a lot of different seasons. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Skillshare. With Skillshare, if you want to improve upon your creativity or if you want to sharpen or create some new skills, their marketplace is perfect for you. They have this new class that I'm really excited about. It's called Productivity for Creatives. Build a system that brings out your best. It's taught by Thomas Frank, who's a YouTuber. He's an author. He's an entrepreneur. But this class is specific for those of us who are creative people, but we have to create some type of system that makes us be the most productive. And if y'all ever work with me, y'all know how I'm always talking about having some type of system or framework. You need them in your business and you need them to manage your life and your time. Even if you're not looking for a class like this, there are classes on cooking, interior design, podcast editing. There's literally a class for anything that you want to learn more about or be creative with. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Explore your creativity with Skillshare at Skillshare.com slash blessed. You get a free trial, you guys, of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash blessed. Again, you get a free trial. So many classes, a free trial of premium membership, skillshare.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. This episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. We're a couple of weeks into the new year. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but maybe you feel like you didn't start off with the momentum you want. Maybe you're still not over 2020 and you just need someone to help you sort out how you feel. We're in a, uh, still in a pandemic. We just had a big election and inauguration. Like it's a lot emotionally that can be going on in addition to day-to-day life. 
BetterHelp Counseling is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest e-counseling platform. So if you're a busy person and you have a lot going on and can't really find the time to search or attend in-person therapy sessions, go to BetterHelp. They will connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It is super convenient. And you can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. BetterHelp is also available worldwide. So wherever you are on the globe, they are available for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything that you share is completely confidential. You can even start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. So if you need to talk to someone quickly, definitely take advantage of this opportunity. And best of all, it's truly an affordable option. Blessed and Bossed Up listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code BLESSED. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash blessed. You simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. But it had to take place. I know one mindset that I talk about often that really had to be dismantled in order for God to use me was my perception of success. So I grew up where my mom was in a network marketing company and she did very well. And so I was always looking at these different stages she would be on and stuff like that success. We were in like the uh, work from home magazine. We had this house built from scratch in this beautiful uh, lot of land that we had to ourselves. We had the luxury vehicles, all of the things, right? And I thought that that was success taking lavish trips and all of that. I also experienced what it was like to lose all of that, but there was this period of time where we had everything. And I thought that that was success. Even the books, the new age books that I was introduced to was teaching me about mindset and how to manifest things and all of it, creating the vision boards and looking at these things so that you can achieve them. And so I had the vision boards of the mounds of money and the multi-million dollar homes and the luxury vehicles. I had all of these pictures of what success looked like. And so when I became an entrepreneur, that's what I worked towards. That's what I grinded because that's what I was taught. That's what I saw. But God had to dismantle that and put me in a place to where it's like, look, your desire to be great or your desire to achieve wealth and abundance and success, what your definition of success is fine. However, If those things become more important than pleasing me, then you're out of order. Those things now become an idol. And so now I need to dismantle this mindset that you have and mold this ambition that you have into this, into its intended purpose, which is to keep that same energy, but apply it to pleasing me. And so what that looked like was I went through like a year, especially after I left my job, it was like a year and a half, almost two years of not having much of anything, always taken care of because Jehovah Jireh is who he says he is. He always provided for me, but all of this stuff that all of these things on these boards that I created, like those things were not present. And I had to be okay with that 
for as long as I was pleasing God. I had to be okay with just pleasing God without all of those things and not just be okay with the things that I said, but being okay within my heart and settled in that. And I believe that God wouldn't allow me to have this six figure company and all of these, this, this success. And now we own our own home and all of these things. I pretty much most of the things that I want, I can get. And it's to the point where I don't even buy most of the things that I want just because it doesn't even matter anymore. But God had to, to put me in a place to where pleasing him was enough. And that hurt, that hurt that ambition that I had because my root of it was that it was applied wrong, but I, it hurt y'all. It hurt but it was necessary in order for God to apply that same work ethic in me to its intended purposes, which is pleasing him. And even this revelation, it had me thinking a lot about like, man, because now you guys know I'm a mom. My son is eight months old. And so when I first found out that I was pregnant, I really took a step back and was like, okay, this is serious now because I'm responsible for another life. Now it's not just about what I can do um, for me or what my husband and I can do for uh, each other. But now it's about us being responsible for this life. God has trusted it and beyond just, you know, making sure he fed and happy and alive and all that. But besides making sure his needs were met, we are now an integral part in making sure that the things that God has given him are used for his, uh, God's intended purposes. And I didn't know that this was what I was doing at the time. This uh, coming to this revelation really helped me see the importance of why that's what my mindset was. But when I first found out I was pregnant, I went into prayer and I was like, you know what, God, who is this? I talk on my podcast all the time about you formed us uh, in our mother's womb or before you formed us in our mother's womb, you knew us. I got somebody formed in my womb. Who is he? I don't want to raise him based off of trying to undo trauma in my childhood. I don't want to raise him based off of what I want for his life. I know better than that now. So who is he? And God began to show me different things about him. And, and I still don't know like who he is as far as like maybe his profession or anything like that. But I know the gifts that he has. Before the gifts even get a chance to show themselves to me via our interactions or anything, I know based off of what God has revealed it to me. And that's why I'm extremely protective of him. And so my, my friend, I one of my best friends, he always jokes like, girl, who you think you are? Even Beyonce let us see the twins sometimes. Like, why are you so pressed about not posting pictures of your son or whatever? It's like, and I'm trying to, well, I don't explain myself because <laughs> why? But <laughs> the reason behind the, me keeping him so protected is not any of that or thinking that I'm this or whatever. It's I know who he is. And I know that he has to be protected. And so me as his parent, I am going to make sure that he is as protected as possible. And my prayer even now is God, give me the wisdom to raise him in a way that keeps him on track with who you created him to be. I don't want to taint his gifts. I don't, I don't want anything that I do as a mother to be one of the things that God has to dismantle in his life later. 
And so my prayer even in, in this is God, what do I need to do to raise him the way that you need him to be, or to cultivate the gifts that you have placed in him? I don't want to create a family, raise my son or any other kids that I have based off the world standards, based off of what my mama did or what my grandmother did. Because I got some overbearing women in my family. My husband will tell you. It's three generations of us still alive and well. My son know when he go to school, if the school call home, it's probably going to be me, my mama, and my grandmother at the door. Everybody got a house coat on. We like, what's up? <laughs> like... I come from a family of opinionated women and we ain't scared to say nothing. <laughs> but even with that, having to tame, t- excuse me, tame that within myself and br- make that subject to how I need to be with him, if that makes sense. So wis- there's so much wisdom in going back to God and asking him, how can something be used for its intended purposes? Even I think about this, even in marriage, my husband and I celebrated an anniversary this week, January 19th. We were already married um, on our wedding day. We got married in July and we had the wedding six months later. So uh, we had our wedding anniversary and I think about even marriage, like my husband and I are completely opposites, completely. BJ is very sweet. He's very nice. I'm uh, I'm not gonna say I'm not sweet. But I'm a little bit more tough than he is. He can be passive. I'm not at all. He's very social. Like he knows. I always joke about how he knows all the neighbors. He'd be like, oh, such and such down the street. Oh, yeah. uh, Such and such just had a baby or such and such wife pregnant. Like he knows everybody on the street. He got everybody number. They in group group chats and all of that. I don't know nobody because I mind my business and I don't be talking to people like that. I'm introverted is I don't know what. And he is very, very extroverted. So we are polar opposites in a lot of ways. He's a saver. I'm a spender. Anything that you can think of via opposites, we are, right? And so the world may say that that's not compatible because we're too different. And I know growing up, what I was told about relationships is you're supposed to have all of this in common. And so if, if you have things that are opposite, then they're not compatible or it's not going to work or y'all going to bump heads. My list, my own personal list that I may have created may have told me, oh, we're too different. But when we are used for our intended purposes for each other, we become one. When you become married, you become one. And so if you and this are the person, you and the person are the same, how are y'all going to become one? There's going to be gaps that are now left there that somebody else didn't fill. And so for us, when we come together, we are able to create a, a, a harmony. We are able to move on one accord in a that much more powerful way because in the ways that we're opposites, we improve upon the weaknesses of each other. And that's how God has created us to be. And so, and I, and I think that's the beauty of even looking at marriage and how it can be used for its intended purposes. Because imagine if you guys came together as one team on one accord, everybody played their necessary position based on a season that they're in, how effective, how many championships you can win, how many battles you could win. One of the, uh, some advice that I always give married couples, I don't give too much marriage advice because I'm like, listen, I've been married for about two and a half years now. We still got to put a little bit more work in 
for becoming some type of guru. But if I'm just having conversations, though, I would tell people like, look, the two pieces of advice I always give married couples and the only pieces of advice I give is number one, keep people out your business, even me. (laughs) But if you do come to me, I'm the one that's going to always tell you to pray about it. I'm just going to send you back to the Lord because I don't have the answers. So number one is keep people out your business, have those that you have, that God has approved and that you deem to be wise counsel to pour into you though, because you do need somebody, but you don't need everybody. Okay. And then number two, fight battles back to back. You know what I mean? Go be back to back with your husband where you take the North, he takes the South, you take the East, he takes the West and y'all are working on one accord covering all basis. That's easier said than done. That's why a foundation of God has to be important because God will bring you back and correct you where you need to. But nevertheless, when you're used for your intended purposes within your marriage, you operate on a higher level as a team. You operate on a higher level of efficiency as a family. But so I hope you guys can see how the world or your history or what you're used to can tell you one thing. But when you get back to the foundation of of being molded back into the intent and purpose, it's a game changer. Even if I think about business, right? I have a natural skill for strategy and marketing. If you give me a problem, I'm going to give you a solution in 0.5 seconds and it's probably going to work. That is a gift, right? I have a gift when it comes to marketing and business strategy. But that gift, and I've tried to use that gift in other things. I told you guys about the first business. You know, I've pivoted in business a couple times. All of them have gotten two levels of success because of this gift, but I've pivoted. And it wasn't until I got back to being with God or being at his feet and really seeking him on behalf of every area of my life that I was able to take that gift and use it for its intended purposes. And which is to build the kingdom of God. So now if you look at um, using that gift, let's take the podcast, for example, using that gift within the podcast, the podcast is not the business. It's, you know, it's a big platform. It's a brand in and of itself, but it's not a business. It's a podcast. And so, but using the, the, the gift that I have here is part of the reasons why we reached millions and millions of people all over the world. And so, but with that though, it's not just to say, oh, we have millions of listens. We've done all of these things. It's great. You know, it looks good, but the bigger thing is now God's message is getting catapulted to a bunch of different places. I'm located in Maryland and it's people in Australia who listen to this podcast, Botswana, places. I cannot find these places on maps. I'm trying to tell you geography is not my thing. I don't know where these places are, but my voice is there. God's voice is there. God's message is there. And so now instead of using this gift that I have in business to build me up and to build up my bank account, I'm using it to be impactful for the kingdom of God. Even with anchor media, I am very particular with who I work with, with anchor media. There's always an application process. There's always like, even with something we're launching, um, soon I handpicked based off of prayer and fasting, what shows is going to be utilized in this new thing that we're doing. 
because I cannot mess this up. And that's my, I always tell like the people I talk to in real life, like, yo, I cannot mess this up. I have this gift. I can make something great. I will not build a platform for the enemy. I will not allow foolishness or put my gift to foolishness to where I'm advancing the kingdom of darkness and not the kingdom of God. And so again, this same gift has been business strategy and marketing, but now I just apply that to what God has called me to do, which is media and more specifically podcasting right now. And now I'm building up kingdom voices. Now I'm building up people of God. Now let's take therapy as a Christian uh, podcast, for example. Now podcasts like that are teaching Christian people how to go to therapy. One, letting them know that they can go and that you could pray and go to therapy, but also getting them free. That's big. That is big. And so by my contribution and using my gift for that particular platform, I'm advancing the kingdom of God and further getting God's people free and back to him. And and so I'm, I'm showing you guys this because I want you to understand the power behind using the gifts, the characteristics, the personality traits, whatever it is that, that God has given to you specifically, when you are able to use it for its intended purposes, that's when your life changes. That's when your purpose becomes magnified. That is a game changer. And that will have you operating at a level of effectiveness in every area of your life, of efficiency in every area of your life, a a level that you've never experienced before. So your homework is to go into prayer and say, God, how do I use Insert characteristic here. You can break it down to say, how do I use my humor? How do I use my wit? How do I use my business acumen? Whatever it is. And say, God, how do I use this for its intended purpose? How do I use my business for its intended purpose? Like, God, I know you gave me this business, but I feel like I may have gotten away from what you wanted me to do based off of chasing strategy or chasing inspiration. I molded and and, and, uh, adjusted things based off of what was working for others. How do I take this business back to your intended purpose? God, things have since, you know, since COVID, the kids have been home. We've had this virtual learning. All of us are teleworking. It's a lot going on in this house. God is chaotic. There's been so much. How do I get my household back to your intended purpose? God, my husband and I, we've been so busy. We've had a, a ton of things going on. We've gotten away from each other because life has gotten hard. How do we get this marriage back to its intended purpose? God, I feel like I've gotten off. I've been, I wear so many hats. I go from hat to hat, responsibility to responsibility. I don't know who I am anymore. How do I get back to my intended purpose? Whatever that prayer looks like for you, pray it. Make sure that it's vulnerable. Make sure that it's real because then God will begin to mold you. Remember, he didn't give Moses anything new. He just molded what was already there to get it back to its intended purpose. So that's it for this week's episode of the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at blessed and bossed up. Leave us a review. Tell me what you thought about this episode. Tag me on IG at Tatum Tamia. Don't forget the God is my CEO shop is open at blessed and bossed up.com. And that's it. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week.